sure if he'd be Crockett or Tubbs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dave and Doreen Thursday morning KLH along with Marcus joining us right now. From ESPN Milwaukee, co-host of Willie and Tausch, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, and our friend Jason Wildey. Jason, good morning and welcome to the show and happy Christmas week. How you doing? I'm an idiot. Why? So I'm sitting here thinking, why are they playing the Miami Vice oh. team? Did they know that last night I was while I was writing, I was watching the movie version with Jamie Foxx and Colin Farrell. How do they know what oh I'm watching God. on television? <laughs> We're that is hilarious. You. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, and then I thought, oh, they you, play the doll. Can I can I tell you this? <laughs> that I had another choice lined up. I know. Oh yeah, I was dancing. Come on, shake your body, baby, do that conga. I'm gonna do that. Control yourself any longer. Uh, I wish you could see me now. I'm dancing with. Yeah. Uh, the I know. Machine right now. <laughs> Jason, on a side note, how was that Miami Vice movie with? Yeah. Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx. I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know if I would have enjoyed it uh, if I paid significant money for it. Like if I'd have rented it on Amazon sure. or seen it in the theater. But I like Michael Mann movies. Uh, I like the the style that he does. Uh, Heath, you remember Heath? Yeah, yeah. With De Niro and Pacino. Yeah. Uh, I really like his style of movies. He obviously did Miami Vice the TV show. So I I enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. pretty good. Good to know. All right, we've got so many questions. First of all, we played Aaron's comments on Keyshawn Nixon's campaign to play some slot receiver, and Aaron said they used to have a guy on the team who did that. Who was he referring to? He was referring to Charles Woodson. Oh. Which I thought, all right, I understand. Keyshawn has had three kickoff returns for 50 yards or more this season. He has energized their return game. I had done a story a couple weeks ago about they have they have not they have not had a kickoff return for a touchdown since Randall Cobb did it as a rookie in his first game. Wow, of 2011. So he has electrified that part of the game. But could we slow our roll a little <laughs> bit when we're standing at our locker comparing him to Charles Woodson, one of the greatest football Thank players you. that ever lived? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Keyshawn and look, Keyshawn's a great story. I spent some time with him yesterday. Um, Matt Lafleur had mentioned in passing that. His mom was at the game. And, you know, when somebody says something like that, kind of out of the norm, I, I'm not the greatest reporter in history, but I do catch most of those types of little things. So I wanted to ask him about it. And it turns out his mom is going through breast cancer. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so she just got done with chemo. She's doing radiation. Um, and she's 53, which was not a great feeling for me to consider that his mom is roughly the same age as me, right. but he was great talking about how much it meant. And he would look up to the box that she was in before every kickoff. I mean, it was, and obviously I knew kind of the journey she's going through because of what Paula went through a couple of years ago. So it, that was really, it was really neat to talk to him about that and how much it meant for him to see her be at his game for the first time this season. So uh, beyond the, odd Charles Woodson comparison. He's a really good story. Jason, the other question we had concerns Aaron's memory yeah. as he stood at his locker and recounted the last time he was in Miami eight years ago. He remembered every little piece of, every detail, every piece of minutia, every little thing like his chin strap was. Did he watch film and come away with that or is that something he just has a tendency to remember? No, he's a show off. <laughs> All right. I mean, he is like he and look, I don't have any problem with that. Like folks that listen to us from 11 to 14 on our Tuesday version of, of Tuesdays with Aaron, um, we did that all the time. 
and he is amazing in that. Uh, I would I would caution that um, he has to be reminded from time to time that not everyone's brain is wired that way. Right. And so maybe some of his teammates aren't able to remember things that he is. But yeah, he's it's ridiculous. It I mean, there's been I've written stories. Lots of people have written stories. His memory is off the charts. Like it's so incredible. And and obviously he was showing that off yesterday. Okay, so when we were talking about the hand signals and maybe they were missed over the weekend, and he was talking mm-hmm. in that clip we were, had about the last time they played in Miami, and Jordy picked up on a hand signal that they had just come up with that week. And So is it wrong for him to expect these new guys to know these new signals that maybe they come up with during the week? And, and for those who don't know, Doreen is referring, of course, to an article that appeared in The Athletic, yes. which Jason Wildey writes for as well. Yeah, and look, I'm 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 not gonna um, I don't have to defend Kaylin Kaler who wrote that story because I write for the Athletic. Uh, I will defend her because I thought what Rogers did was crap. He clearly didn't read the story, nor did Pat McAfee, which mm-hmm. he admitted after the fact. It, it didn't have it didn't have anonymous sources. Now, did it have some guys that you would consider to be? I don't mean to be mean spirited about it, but nobodies that are quoted in there. Yeah, but you also need young guys. To, to talk about how hard it is. That said, I would also add, I don't think it's unrealistic to expect young guys to learn hand signals. Right. Like, all quarterbacks have them. Rodgers mm-hmm. may have more of them. They may be more like a third-base coach and a little too extensive. But, hey, I thought Equinemia St. Brown had the best quote in there. He said, look, yeah, it's hard, but it's my job to be on the same page as my quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, the, I, I really was bothered by the way Rodgers took the story. Um, and, I, you know, I, I, if I were advising Kaylin, I would say she's kind of steered into the controversy a little bit and responding to people on Twitter. I don't, I don't think you need to do that. But in Rodgers' case, I didn't think it was a hit piece. Unless you went into reading it thinking this person is doing a hit piece, I didn't think it read like a hit piece. I thought the biggest, uh, for folks that haven't read it, the – premise that I thought was was embarrassing was that the coaches don't know the signals. What? Like, that, to me, was the most interesting thing in the story. Like, these guys create these signals on their own, and there are a bunch of signals that the coaches don't know what they mean. Like, mm. I think it was Kylan Hill telling a story, or somebody was, that, you know, they'd be in practice, uh, and they'd be told they ran the wrong route, and the player would have to tell the coach, no, 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 Aaron did this signal, and I'm supposed to convert it to this route. So I ran the right route based on what he wanted, not based on the play you called. And to me, that's a little bit of dysfunction in my yeah. opinion. So, Jason, Jair Alexander was named to the Pro Bowl and so far the only Packer representative. However, it's my contention that this is kind of a we need a Packer, and I guess his you know the way he's played in the past is the reason to name him to the Pro Bowl. Do you think that – Really, there are no Packers that should have made the Pro Bowl this year. Yeah, I, I would say Aaron Jones probably should have, if we're saying if anybody should have. But, yeah, Marcus, you're exactly right. I mean, I, I was actually – I have to be careful because the last time I talked about a conversation before I wrote about the conversation, it was about Jordan Love, and the next thing I knew, people on the Internet and all right. these aggregation sites were saying that Jordan Love says he wants to be traded if Rodgers comes back for another year, right. which is not what he said. Um, but I did happen to talk to Jair yesterday before this, uh, before it came out that he was the only one picked. And, you know, let's be honest, he has not had a great season. 
he's not played to the level of his contract or the level of his reputation. And I don't care what he says about forgetting the two deep balls against the Bears. He got beat for two deep balls against the Bears. He atoned by intercepting a pass, uh, but he has not played great. I don't think his attitude's been great. We talked some about that. Uh, we talked about his frustration with not being elected a captain. We talked about his frustration with the scheme, that he says he's over that now, but I'll believe that when I see it. So I think it's been a really rough year for him. Uh, I think he. I think there's a good chance they fire the defensive coordinator, a great chance that they fire the defensive coordinator, bring someone else in, and he's much happier in a different scheme. But there's no question in my mind uh, he got that on reputation and not actually earning it. We're talking to Jason Wilde, our Green and Gold Insider, and Aaron Rodgers referenced some of the older players, Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, and how they might factor into his decision to play longer. Was that simply a, a thinly veiled little, you know, like a, a, hey, Goody, pay attention, I need these guys back? Or is it legit? I mean, do those guys have anything left in the tank? Or are they just going to be yeah. in the locker room to help him? No, I think they do, but I think there's obviously uh, pros and cons. Them. So let me explain how that came out, because I, 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 wanna be, I don't want to put the quarterback in an unfair spot. It's not like he brought that up randomly because he's lobbying for those guys to come back. So um, he was on McAfee on Tuesday. And, and look, I don't, it, it takes a lot to really get me mad. Um, but he's, he, McAfee asked him on Tuesday if the potential and the improvement that uh, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson have shown are going to factor into his decision to come back next year. And not only did he say no, he went on to call it a false narrative, and he called it fake news. What? He called it fake news. And I said, "Um, hmm, that's interesting, because I literally asked him that question in early October, to which he replied that those guys are going to be good players long after I'm gone, but how can that not factor in when you see how talented they are, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So I was ticked. And so I, and I have not texted him very frequently, but I, 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 I found the link to my story from the state journal. I screenshotted the quote where he says, no doubt it would be a factor. And I sent it to him and I said, fake news. Oh, forth briefly. Uh-huh. And, and so what, what Tausch and I talked about on our show yesterday, because I, I vented to him about this as well, and, and look, I, I'm not, I don't share what Roger says back to me about anything that's private, but I don't think it's out of bounds to say that I was picked off. So I asked him the question yesterday. I left out how mad I was. He knew how mad I was. <laughs> but I said, you know, on, Pat, on Tuesday you said that you know, the rookies wouldn't factor in. Um, what about on the other side? I left out the part that said you lied about that because you said yeah, yeah. two months ago that it was. Right. And, and that's what led. That's where the question was. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like he went out of his way to politics. For those I understand. All right. And uh, before we let you go, are they going to win the game? I will say this. I hope so because things get really interesting if they do. Uh, if they lose, it's send in the clowns. It's mm-hmm. over, right? Right, right? But if they win the final two weeks, even though I think they could win their last five here and still not make the playoffs, uh, I really I don't cheer, but I really want them to win on Christmas Day because 
that makes the last two weeks really, really interesting. So it'll be interesting to see if they can actually do it. I'm not filled with confidence that they will, though. Well, we uh, uh, two of us are off next week. Doreen is going to be here running the board, running the best of. So you have a great holiday. Merry Christmas to you and Paula and the girls, and Happy New Year. We'll talk to you 2023. I really appreciate you guys. Have a, have a really Merry Christmas, and thanks for all these great years of being on this show. Thank you right. so much, you Jason. Too, Jason. Take care of yourself. Say hi to Paula. Merry Christmas. All right, everybody. Take care. Be good. Jason Wilde, our Green and Gold Insider. 